Welcome citizens, you're listening to New Amsterdam Radio, the podcast for creatives. Here, thinkers and doers always have a key to the city. The mayor is in, so office hours start now. What's going on, citizens? New Amsterdam Radio starts now. It is I, the mayor, football voice, just hanging beaming with you this afternoon as i record this because it's a brand new season season seven of the podcast that could the podcast for thinkers creatives doers and all those people who have an idea in their brain new amsterdam radio keeps on rolling i can't believe i made it this far but we're not done yet 151 episodes mainline and a slew of bonus content on the pipe or coming down the pipe already on the pipe posted near the pipe <laughs> what have you if you haven't already make sure to check out the website newamsterdam.com k-n-w-amsterdam.com to learn more about this show and all the other shows in the New Amsterdam Entertainment Network. And you can support the show even more by becoming a member of the Boisterous Crew. Patreon.com slash Boys. That's what we have. Unlocked content or locked content you can unlock by being a member of the crew, especially early access to interviews and shows quite like this one. Now, this week we're, ha- we're chatting with Ginger King, who is a cosmetic chemist, who's really wrote the book, quite literally, on how to start your cosmetic brand. There's a lot more to being beautiful than coming up with just the concept. You have to go through formulation, you have to go to marketing and positioning. So I felt it was my duty, honor, and privilege to sit with Ginger to talk about not only her, but her brand, Fan Love Beauty, and what that really means for the industry she has devoted her life into. You're going to love this one, and that's coming momentarily. But one more thing on the social medias, at New Amsterdam on that Instagram, and at New underscore Amsterdam on that Twitter. And now without any further ado, my chat with Ginger King. Welcome back to New Am Sam Radio, the podcast for thinkers, doers, and creatives. It is I, the mayor, Flobo Boys, in the mayor's office, but I'm not alone. I'm chatting with the CEO, someone who's making it happen in the cosmetic space and also is teaching us how to make ourselves look that much better. Please welcome Ginger King to the show. How's it going? Good. Thank you for having me. Oh, no. Thanks for being on the show. And you're you're uh, on the East Coast currently. Yes. Uh-huh. New Jersey. Okay. I'm originally from Brooklyn. This was kind of cool to see that, that East Coast live. <laughs> <laughs> so, so walk me through this. You are a CEO. That's table stakes. But how do you describe your empire to someone who may not know what your whole domain is? Sure. Um, my job is to help beauty entrepreneurs to build their own beauty brand from concept to launch, including formulation. So who, if you want to have your own beauty business, I'm the person to talk to because I am a cosmetic chemist and I have also been in every single aspect of beauty from retail to manufacturing, product development, uh, even raw material sales. I have the full 360 of experience in beauty space. For someone who may not know <laughs> me, uh, what, what does it mean to be a cosmetic chemist? A cosmetic is someone who uh, help who make the products for you. For example, I'm sure you use some sort of creams or lotions. Yeah, mm-hmm. and yeah. cosmetic chemists uh, make that formula for you. 
and oh, okay. there are so many different types of creams and lotions on the market so cosmetic chemists will decide what would be the best ingredients to formulate for uh, your specific concerns and we have to make sure the products are if efficacious we have to make sure the product can have at least two years of shelf life and at least six months after opening yeah yeah so if i have an idea for a cosmetic brand what has been traditional barriers if i don't call you up and i decide no i can do this myself what will be some pitfalls that people don't think about the pitfalls are plenty i usually don't recommend people to do DIY. I know a lot of people think they can just like uh, whip up something at home, but uh, first of all, it may not be reproducible because a lot of people, if they do kitchen science, they do one scoop of this, one teaspoon of that, right. which is not scientific at all because your formula needs to be added up to 100%. And because um, the biggest challenge is uh, growing molds and bacteria because you probably don't know uh, what preservatives to use. And also, even if you put preservatives in the product, that's not guarantee you, your product will not grow bugs. The yeah. reason is there are so many different types of preservatives. It's, each different type needs a specific system to go with it, depending on the pH, depending on the moisture content. So you really, really need a cosmetic chemist to help you to develop a safe product. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You want to make sure you, you don't like hurt people that you're trying to <laughs> try to beautify. Uh, when someone has an idea and you work with them and they and they create and launch a brand, I mean, I feel like, again, this is something from the outside because I, I got, I guess the brands I know when I was a kid are still around. So I just, I just pick the things I want. But what's the challenge of, of launching a new brand in a space where there is brand loyalty, where people say, look, I don't want to cross over, try new things. Yes, it's very competitive. So whatever you come up with, you must do have a point of differentiation. You must have the why people should buy your product. And that's where I start. I mentioned I do from concept to launch. From the concept standpoint, I will actually help you to uh, craft your unique selling proposition. I want to understand why you want to launch this beauty business because you can be a consumer. You don't have to own a brand. But if you want to own a brand, you must have a very strong why you are doing this because for two reasons the, the why is gonna propel you to go forward even if you have obstacles your why is gonna be your guiding start for let you keep going and also your why can determine uh, what kind of products you should be making what kind of technologies i should gather for you for mm -hmm. example if you like a you are a vegan person or if you like a specific area in France or something. So I probably would gather ingredients from France that suit for your brand DNA. Hmm. That's good to know. Uh, let's, let's talk about your beauty brand, right? Grace Kingdom Beauty. Uh, you decided to, to actually lean into your own platform as well. I mean, what was the, the, the cause behind that? When did you say, you know what, I'm going to slice out a, a little bit of a lane for myself to really show people it can be done. Okay, so Grace Kingdom Beauty is a consulting company where I do help people as a service. But in 2020, I launched my own brand, Fan Love Beauty. The reason is a lot of people ask me, so what do you, I do after you help me to launch your 
the brand. Can you also help me after lunch? Because actually, launching a brand is not as difficult as after lunch. You know, right, because right. you need to have a lot of marketing support. You need、right. to know what to do. So I decided to use myself as a case study to、yeah. walk the talk. So I launched my own brand in 2020. It's called Fan Love Beauty. It was actually inspired by my quote unquote celebrity crush and personal mentor, who is a、uh, Shark Tank's Damon John. Okay, so so you met Damon John. How's he in real life? Is he as cool as he is on TV? Or so good. He is the <laughs> best person on earth. I'm seriously like fan love forever. <laughs> <laughs> I I mean I know him from Shark Tank. The, on TV set, I started knowing him by live tweeting with him. Yeah, and then it's like every event he has, I just show up. So we actually become good friends. It's been、yeah. over ten years. That's great, man. I wish I had friends. No, I'm just kidding.、Uh, so let's let's talk about Fan Love Beauty then, because、sure. I'm on the site right now. I'm looking at it, and we're just talking about differentiating factors. But I didn't realize this, and this is someone who, in my case, I do seven podcasts. I'm I'm talking. I'm doing esports commentary. I'm using my voice all the time. That you have products specifically tailored to those that work in entertainment. Never saw it before. What was that like to find that lane, that niche for your product line? So as mentioned before, lip balm people can think it's ninety nine cents. You know, you can get the lip balm, or you can get as high as twenty dollars for a lip balm. So why would people want to buy my lip balm? I'll tell you the story behind it. So this inspiration came when I was with Damon at、uh, one of his events, and he took out a lip balm in front of me and used. I was like, Damon, if it's something that's so close to you, that's in your pocket, on your lips, it has to be mine. And you also look at the lip balm landscape. I guarantee you, this is a challenge for every listeners on、uh, the podcast. If you take out your current lip balms, I guarantee you, you're gonna find out either a patchoulatum or a lanolin or a beeswax, or all of the three above. What are the issues with those? Patchoulatum, unless it's USP grade, it can have、uh, like. It can be have impurity, cause cancer because it's from petroleum. It belongs to the gas station, not on your lips.、Mm. Okay, but bigger companies they do use USP grade, but still, it's like a it's only a layer. It doesn't really moisturize your lips. Lanolin is from the wool grease, which、uh, long term use can give you a allergic reaction to it. Now people say I use beeswax. It's natural. Think again. Where do you get natural beeswax? You get it from the beehives where bees lives. How do you like your house to be messed up by human vanity? So it's not considered cruelty free. And this is、oh, the、right. reason why my brand is vegan because I don't use beeswax. Another very important thing is, lip balm is the only beauty product that could be ingested. And men or women, even kids, use lip balms. So the choice of lip balm is very critical. And Damon Zhang, he had health issue before. He had cancer. He's now okay. So I care for his health. I want him to use the very best lip balm. And because he is a public speaker, he actually gives talks three hundred out of three hundred sixty-five days a year. And you know, when you are a speaker, even if you are a professional speaker, people can still get a、uh, stage fright.、Mm-hmm. You can get nervous. And if you just keep drinking water. And all it does is sending you to the bathroom, which you don't even <laughs> have time, right? <laughs> right, it's true. So I thought, well, this is a perfect、um, example for niching down 
a very mass market product to a specific audience. So it's for speakers and people who talk a lot because if we talk a lot, we have drier lips than usual because of all the frequencies of you know your lips. Bah, 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 bah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that is exactly the sound I make when I talk. Yeah, <laughs> and, and it's funny you mentioned that because I actually have a lip balm here. I'm not going to say it uh, for the audio version, but I'm going to show it for the video version here. So I actually looked up the. Uh, the, uh, the ingredients in beeswax is one of them. And so that was interesting. I was like, oh, I had no idea. I didn't even thought about that, the cruelty aspect of it or uh, the, the cruelty-free aspect of it. Man. And then, so how's been the reception? Is anyone, what people are saying when they actually have uh, sampled some of your products? Uh, they love it. And especially I uh, as on the marketing side, I said it, you said on your uh, dry lips or before your meetings, your interviews, your, before your pitch competitions, I had people won their pitch competition actually including me yeah. and uh, I have people won their interviews so it's a boost of confidence because it's a lip balm developed for a shark so you can talk like a shark right right <laughs> <laughs> and you have more products on the way too I see so there's eye serums and all that there's so no eye serum. yes so yeah. I cannot really build a brand with one product because Absolutely. retailers will not take me seriously so I kind of expand this uh, to a brand for entrepreneurs by entrepreneur, like Damon's for us by us, Fubu. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, this is a give back beauty brand. I create beauty products for people who inspire, educate, or entertain the society. I know there are celebrities brands out there, but we all know celebrities have their other means of getting beautiful. Right. But what I'm doing is give back to those who really have like an impact to the society as a dedication. And I also encourage people to co-develop beauty products with me. For mm -hmm. example, if you have a specific mentor of the group of people that who have been inspiring you, we can do a project together. For example, right now I'm doing a project for editors because editors, they also show their hands a lot, you know, introducing product, beauty product to people. They also type a lot for stories. They're educating people. Right. So that's the type of audience I'm looking after. Oh, good to know. Good to know indeed. Uh, and so when you are the, the lead creative and business person of a brand, uh, how do you like mitigate the responsibility? How much trust you put in your team? How much do you verify? What's been your balance on top of that hill? Uh, I'm still pretty much a control freak because <laughs> I have to. I do have people helping me, but they will be doing like uh, projects that I don't really have to look over, more of a routine work. Um, be the one doing all the creatives. Okay, yeah. And I also see that uh, a lot of times people have the products available and there's also a, a content play on the side of that. I mean, you actually have an ebook that has a, that really relies on your expertise, how to start your own cosmetic line. And you also have some tutorials of skincare on social media. So when you have your products available in stores, how do you approach your social media strategy? How do you propose your brand rollout to get people interested in yourself or your company or your brands? It's by a lot of contacting people, contacting editors, contacting, uh, like a, getting known, right? Talking on the podcast. So people don't know you, people will now find you and be interested. So getting known is actually the step number one. Hmm. 
I'm looking over here at Instagram at the beauty shark ginger. And there are some dope tutorials, uh, daily facials, if you will. And you can learn a lot about how to make sure you keep uh, care of your face. What, what was that first day? Like when you're like, were you deciding, Hey, look, I got to put myself on face of the brand to show that it works. Whether you were thinking about models and actresses, like what made you decide uh, to say, Hey, look, I'm doing the personal approach to show you that I am an advocate for my own products. I think it's very important for anyone, for anyone who wants to succeed, you need to be advocate for your own products. Yeah. Otherwise, I mean, if you don't even believe in your product, how can you ask other people to believe in you, right? Right, right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's step number one. You have to first believe and love yourself. Uh, well, that's good. That's advice for life. Believe and love yourself. Yeah. Uh, so let's take a step back. Uh, let's say about Ginger the person, right? You are totally successful. You've launched the brand brands. But at what point did you decide this is something you wanted to do? I mean, you could have been an accountant. You could have been a rocket scientist. You could have been a break dancer. Uh, what made you decide, look, this is my path. This is my passion. Oh, I actually knew this very, very early on. Um, I grew up in beauty. My mom was the first woman brought Shiseido Boutique from Japan to Taiwan. So I was watching her since I was a three or four years old. But I never realized that's diluted to me until I came to America. I came to America when I was 16. Mm -hmm. And um, at the time, I was very fascinated by makeup because um, there was one instance that I went to a restaurant one day and without makeup and people kind of ignore me. And the next day, the very same waiter treated me like a VIP. I was like, wow, he couldn't recognize me because of the makeup. I was yeah. like, wow, that's the power of makeup. And I wanted to become a makeup artist then, and I was in high school. So I applied for cosmetology school. However, because I'm Asian, they expect me to get a PhD, if not oh. a master's degree at the very least. So yeah. when the cosmetology school called me, they actually told them there's no such person. They hand up the phone, my family. Whoa. So I was like, okay, if I cannot do that, I still want to do something with cosmetics. Why don't I become a chemist? Because chemists are the one who makes the cosmetics. And I actually can impact people more because I can create better cosmetics out there. So that's how I become a cosmetic chemist. So that's ever since I was 16, I have never changed. Now my first position um, in corporate wasn't really in cosmetics. It was with Dofu company, that is uh, the pineapple company, mm -hmm. because that was the only company that I can find in uh, San Jose, California. So what I did was I worked for that company during the day, but I moonlighted at Estee Lauder counter uh, during nights and weekend to wow. do makeup. <laughs> Yeah. So I kept my passion. And also because of that experience, I helped solve a problem at Dole Foods. Because at the time, there was this thing called pink disease, meaning all the pineapples, they turned they turn dark. And mm. all the scientists, they couldn't figure out why. And at the same time, as Lauda was launching the self-tanner lotion. So I was like, maybe, maybe it's like self-tanner. So I bought the bottle of the self-tanner. I used HPLC to analyze compared to the pineapple. And guess what? It is. It's yeah. the same reaction. So I was even able to use my passion to solve a problem. 
Wait, if you're working days and nights, where'd you find the time to experiment this? Like, are you like Batman? Do you not sleep at night? Well, if you love what you are doing, I mean, time isn't an issue. It's just like, right? If you love right. it, you know, you're not watching your clock when you do whatever you are loving. Yeah, absolutely. Was there was there any pressure though to to stay at Dole? Was there any pressure to say, "Hey, look, beauty is great, but is that a good job to stay there, work that ladder?" Or no, because I know going in, I want to be a cosmetic chemist. But Dole was the first job I could find after college. Yeah. So and then I was doing okay. The Dole job. The reason why I took it was because it's is to analyzed vitamin C content in juices and lettuce as the closest I can get closely to cosmetics. <laughs> oh yeah, that that does matter for sure. Yeah, but it's well, not enough for me. So I actually, uh, I worked there for about a year and a half and um, I just like drove down to Los Angeles from San Jose. It's about six hour drive. And then I start cold turkey, knocking on every cosmetic company's door saying, I want to be a cosmetic chemist, hire me. And I landed a job that way. Oh, so that actually works. I had that no idea that yes. <laughs> no one said security, come get this woman. I don't know. No. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing here? Uh, so that's cool. So understanding working as a cosmetic chemist, but then working under your own brand are two different things. So at what point did you go, you know what? This is great for you guys, but I'm looking out for ginger, baby. Yeah, so at what point, because then, so I work at retail at Estee Lauder, and I work at country manufacturer in uh, Los Angeles. I work with a couple of brands, and then Avon in New York moved me to New York. And then I uh, got my MBA. I work in a marketing company for skincare. And then I was like, I keep have people asking me for advice. So I might as well start my own. So mm -hmm. that's how it started about nine years ago. Did you see that coming, or is it something that kind of fell into? Is it something like, it oh, I'm kind gonna... of fell into that. Well, I always wanted my own brand too. So sure. at the time, I actually partnered with one of my clients when I was doing cosmetic raw material sales, and that partnership didn't uh, last too long, about two years. But mm -hmm. then ever since that, I just stopped focusing on consulting until like in 2020, I uh, started my own line again. And so as it is right now, I know there's a lot of successes already to your tally, but anything you want to accomplish as far as yourself and the brand of the next year, year and a half or so? Of course, I will uh, actually working on new products. I would like to launch uh, um, my target retailers will be like Nordstrom's Ota. Mm -hmm. uh, oh. So I can expand to more reach. Right now, I am in beauty collections in California, all three stores. I'm in uh, Allure store and uh, flying solo in New York City and then online. And I want to have even more reach because only if people purchase your product, they can appreciate your value. I'm not asking people, you know, bye, 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 bye. But you cannot experience the value without trying it, right? <laughs> That's that's true, absolutely. Yeah, as, and also I do donate one percent uh, of the proceeds to Suicide Prevention Foundation because oh, wow. um, social cause is very important. My beauty brand is for entrepreneurs, and entrepreneurs is a roller coaster. You can have your highs and lows, and it's very lonely because not too many people, especially your families, probably don't understand why can't you get a regular nine to five corporate job, right? Right, right. So it's um. Entrepreneurs are very easily to go down the road of suicide. 
And uh, I donate to suicide prevention is because I want to raise awareness because if people can stay longer, they have more impact to the society. It's a good point you man- mentioned about mental health. And uh, let me ask you, what, what happens when days get too strong, too long? What do you do to, to refill the cup to re-energize? Uh, a gobble massage, a full body massage. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Angels. Yeah, self-care. Yeah. They make me more anxious, but to each his own. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, how much? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, what, what, do, what does a day off look like? Do you believe in day offs or do you work every day? No, I work every day. And you love it, I guess. I love it, yes. I mean, we all have the same 24 hours. And why do people, why do some people achieve more than you do? Because they don't take time off. Mm-hmm. That's good to know. Uh, and so when you have like a free night, though, what, what do, you, do you go out to shows? Do you stay in? Like what kind of person are you when, when you're stopped working for the day? When I start working for the day, I go for my retail therapy. <laughs> shopping <laughs> the mall. <laughs> oh, where do you go? Where will you shop? I just shop in the mall. I mean, even window shopping is fine. I mean, check, yeah. out, check out all the cosmetic contests to see what's new out there. It's still, it's still working. <laughs> you know what? I'm about that life too. It's kind of a weird story of mine. If those listen to the show, bear with me because you don't believe this. I, when I was a kid, my mom did uh, Mary Kay. And so I used to go with her to different houses and because they had like the whole party set up. And so I would like look at foundations and look at new shades. And so <laughs> me in my mid thirties, I look going to like Sephora and being like, oh, I guess they're bringing back Tony Rose's season. I'm just <laughs> so weird. <laughs> such a weird thing. Uh, so where has this brand uh, brought you? Have you done uh, state by state appearances? Are you looking for a national rollout? Are you doing focusing more on the internet sales? Where does it stand for your for your love beauty? Family. I do one national rollout. Uh, well, I started in not the best timing when everything's shut down, right? But yeah. things kind of opening up. So I do have to beef up my efforts to be out there more. Yeah. Absolutely. I, you know, it's kind of the thing where it's like, what are the rules, right? Every state's different. It's kind of a thing. <laughs> but now hopefully we get back to being normal, you know? Yeah. So the average listener of this, this podcast is actually contemplating start their own business or their own creative endeavor or pursuit. And uh, most of our listeners are, are women and it has its own set of challenges. Do you have any like experiences or any kind of like uh, advice for those who may be contemplating jumping off and starting their own brand, launching their own products, following their own passion? Uh, absolutely do it. Because if you don't do it, you'll regret. I mean, even if you do it and you fail, at least you know you have done it. You tried. You give, you give your best. So I would say take affordable step. It's uh, hard to start a business and it does require investment, the capitals. But guess what? You are investing in yourself and you are worth it. There you have it. Ginger King, thanks so much for being on the show. I'm sure people are going to come seek you after listening to this. How to go about doing that? How can they connect with you online? Uh, they can connect me with uh, my Instagram, the beauty shark ginger. It's probably the easiest and feel free to DM me. Very nice. And not to forget fanlovebeauty.com. Make sure you check out those products there as well. I might get a couple after this, actually. You know, I do I do talk a lot. <laughs> now that you mentioned it, <laughs> I, sure, I sure do. Uh, thanks so much for being on the show. Uh, let me know if I can help you and your brand. Uh, new Amazon Radio, this is the podcast for creative. Thank you.
Hey, before you go, just want to say my book, Graduation Day, Life Lessons from the Real World, is now available on Amazon. You know, the concept of the book comes from when I graduated college and I wasn't impressed about my commencement speaker and what he had to say. And I said, I had some life experiences. Let me go back in time to a proverbial time machine and tell younger me things I learned as an adult. I share stories about the time where I almost died riding a motorcycle or the time where I had no money but decided to do a wedding in Italy, DJ a wedding in Italy to save my business and much, much more. Graduation Day, Life Lessons from the Real World is available on Amazon. Just look for me at Flubble Voice. Thanks so much for listening to New Amsterdam Radio. Learn more about the show at newamsterdam.com. That's K-N-E-W-Amsterdam.com. Until next time, this city is yours.